bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Big Slim, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Uh, yeah, good morning. I mean, good afternoon. She uh, puts mute on me, but that's okay. But yeah, I'm going to tell you it again. A lot of this stuff. 833-212-1017 is the number. So when you call and you fake your name, and say you're somebody else, that's not going to fly. Because now you're being disingenuous. And so, you know, listening is one thing. But when you start going on diatribes and hollering about, no, we're not going to do that. Thank you for your call. 833-212-1017 is the number. Bug said, hear, hear, Dr. Ken. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Dr. Ken, uh, 414-719 says police agencies have always been reactive. Not true. There were squads that watched people and stopped them before they committed a crime, right? They, they watched. They had reasonable suspicion. It's called an inchoate crime. It's an incomplete crime, right? And so if it's an incomplete crime, but you've gone far enough where it looks like you have probable cause to make an arrest because a person is about to commit a crime, right? All, all those things. I'm, I'm not going into the, the, the deepness of it, but what I'm saying is that there used to be times when you could stop people because it looked like they were committing a crime. The department did a really poor job at documenting that. So the ACLU sued, they, the city lost. They came into an agreement called the Collins Agreement. And now I think, and this is my understanding of hearing what people say, the police are hesitant to do a field interview or a subject stop or somebody that may be suspicious unless they have very specific information or probable cause to make the stop, which is okay. 
But there are some other things that were going on and some other things in the department that were that needed to be addressed, that need to be fixed. And they're fixing it. You got to at least give it to them. They're fixing it. Uh, There was an article that came out about 6 a.m. this morning on JS Online. And it and it talks about. More than halfway through a court ordered reform process, Milwaukee police are still disproportionately searching people of color in traffic and pedestrian stops and too often without doing so without justification. A new report says black residents are 18 times and they go into all the the information and all that stuff. Crime and Justice Institute from Boston, Hispanic and Latino residents, they talk about that. But then they say the results are discouraging for activists who sought to reform the department's stop and frisk practices. Fred Royal, vice president, Milwaukee's NAACP branch, who works closely with the police department, said he did not expect a major cultural change to occur in four years, but is still disappointed with the progress. I don't understand how they cannot do the constitutional policing that they say they've been committed to doing, which would justify these stops and frisks. Well, I can I can venture a. That would make it an assumption. I would base it on my training and experience. How's that? When you have new officers. Working with new officers, there, there are there are so many different reasons why this can be occurring and that it needs to be addressed. It's, it's understandable. It needs to be addressed. Um, in a joint statement from Mayor Cavalier Johnson's office, the police department and the Fire and Police Commission, the city said it's invest- investing more time to determine what specifically is driving the disparities and is requiring more officer training on identifying biases. Is there anywhere in here, any stretch of the imagination, this is me, where we have to tell citizens to stop committing crimes. Like, where, where, anywhere in here will we tell people, hey, don't do that? Because then you won't have any police contact. Then if the police roll upon you and you're not doing anything, then you can file a complaint. But all I keep hearing, identify bias. What about the bias of the person? What about the bias of the citizen? We all have it. I mean, I'm not taking it for the police because when they're wrong, they need to get in trouble, get fired, go to jail, whatever. But why is it always one-sided? Even the, the who's, who's the person that wrote this article? Elliot Hughes from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. One-sided article. But let me, let me keep reading to make sure. He might have he done a great job. Um, the city is resolute that constitutional policing occurs in each and every police interaction. Mayor Cavalier Johnson is committed to assisting the Fire and Police Commission and Milwaukee Police Department with the appropriate resources to attain the goals of the settlement agreement while you tried to cut 17 officers? How do you do that and cut 1% of the department? Milwaukee police have to meet certain bench, certain benchmarks for at least five years. Four, four years into the agreement, the state's largest police agency has not met all of those requirements for a single year. Who can? The department's too big. You got over a thousand cops. The goal of the $3.4 million settlement was to end racial disparities in stops and to force officers to document the reasonable suspicion behind these stops. That's reasonable in any ensuing searches, at least 85% of the time. That's reasonable. They're at 70%. That's reasonable. It takes time to change a thousand people. 
when you're only putting 50, 60 people through an academy at a time versus 1,000 people on the street. So it, it's going to take some time. In the meantime, racial disparities in civilian stops made by police have continued into 2022, but officers have made notable progress in documenting the justification for this. So then why would you call them, say they're racial disparities? Because more black people are stopped than white. If there's more crime in the black community, wouldn't you think that more black calls for service would be in the black community? More stops would be in the black community or Hispanic community or white community. I'm just thinking out loud. It, it, it just, where's the common sense in all this? Well, there doesn't seem to be any. Recent reports focus on the patrol bureau, suggesting the unit as a whole has not assumed as much responsibility for complying with the settlement as other areas of the department. The bureau is large, including hundreds of sworn personnel working across the city, making compliance a very heavy lift, says Heather Howe. Howe? Howe? H-O-U-G-H the department's risk manager. It isn't easy to get over a thousand people rowing in the same direction. We're getting there. Another challenge identified in the report is a grievance filed by the union representing Milwaukee police supervisors over how supervisor discipline when it comes to report completion, timeliness, documentation of failures and general supervisory failures of the patrol officers. The grievance has gone to arbitration until it's settled. The city seems unable to hold these supervisors accountable in a way that the settlement agreement imagines. So you're going to hold me accountable for how a police officer does his or her job. And then if I'm human and I miss something, then you discipline me or fire me because you don't like the police. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, if they do it on purpose and you can figure that out, absolutely fire them. Discipline them. I don't know. I don't know. Department mandated a 90-minute supplemental training about unconscious bias. Administered by Municipal Court Judge Derek Mosley, who will be moving to Marquette Law School in the new year. There was an additional... It was in addition to routine annual training on the subject. Routine? Hmm. Okay. It's, it's, it's interesting because at some point, holding people accountable is one thing. But let me read this. Before we go to break, talking text line says, no, the numbers show otherwise whom they were targeting. First of all, they're not targeting anybody. It's not a target. So the way the words you use, they matter. They're not targeting. I wish you would go on a ride with the police. I wish you would go ride along with the police, get some training, go to a citizen academy, and then go do what they do. And let's see whether or not you can do it. Because I doubt it. And it's easy to sit on an armchair and point at people and go, you should have done, you could have seen, but you weren't in the moment at the same time. That's all I'm saying. Dr. Ken, you did not need a lot of data scientists to understand our community is over-policed. Really? Because I haven't seen them. Where they at? I ain't seen them in my neighborhood. 
If a proportional amount of stops were occurring on Lake Drive and East Side, there would be an uproar. I doubt it. I doubt it. But we'll have to have a real conversation about that. We'll have to have. And, and in the coming weeks, we'll be able to do just that. 833-212-1017 is the number. 1017 The Truth is the home of Milwaukee Panthers men's basketball. Don't miss any of the hoop action by listening to Panther Basketball on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and all your favorite streaming platforms and the Educators Credit Union, Milwaukee Panthers Sports Network from Learfield. United, we roar. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. We're going to play good cop, bad cop. Talking text line, 414-719 said, I'm not saying they don't have a difficult job, but unfortunately it sounds like you making excuses instead of explaining. Have a good day. As if they're blowing me off, like go away. I'm not going to respond to you anymore. My response to them was when someone gives a person a reason and the person doesn't agree with it, they always call it an excuse. Thank you. 833-212-1017 is the number. Bob from Illinois, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hello, Dr. Ken. What's up, Bob? Uh, (laughs) Listen, I I just got so much confidence in you. They're coming at you today, and you're handling I'm just, I just got confidence in you. You can handle it. You see why I rather load a truck than listen? <laughs> uh, you're handling I'm just proud of you. Hang in there, and, I'm, and, and I got confidence in you. I wish I had somebody to bet with. I say, I got money on this man. You know, he's he going to handle himself, and you have been. It's not easy. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hang in there, sir. All right. I will talk to you later. All right. Take care. <laughs> All right. 833-212-1017 is the number. It's not that I'm, you know, I'm not bothered by what people think. I think I think if you believe in something and you take up for it, I'm not going to apologize for something because you don't like it. I mean, I get it. I understand that. But but why would I have to back down because you disagree? We'll just both live in that same space and disagree. But there are no excuses. But just like you want a break, do cops get a break? You want a pass. Do cops get a pass? No, you're held to a higher standard. And I asked somebody, can you explain to me what that standard is? Well, it's a higher moral standard. Okay, but what's the standard? Help me out. 
The standard is the same for everybody. We have a moral, we have a social contract that says you will not harm other people. You will not do people wrong if you do. The contract is broken and then you enter into the justice system. Cops are held to the same standard as everybody else. On average, they should not violate that contract as much as the average citizen does. But to hold them to something that they absolutely can't do, perfection, that's not going to work. For me, that's idiotic. Because I'm going to tell you, if you hired robots to be cops, we'd have a lot more issues in this world. 833-212-1017 is the number. (laughs) Please go back and register to this and listen to the broadcast. I believe you can hear the defensiveness in your articulation of the subject matter. Absolutely. Why can't I be defensive? And you know, to to be defensive means you're going to defend something, right? So what is your point? Is it walk all over me, say what you want to say, denigrate, destroy, because it's the police? Until you need them? Like, what is that? When you get defensive, it's okay. When you make excuses, it's okay. But when somebody else does the exact same thing that you do, oh, no, you can't do that. That's terrible. Why? Because you're holding me to a standard that you can't even keep. So stop. At least be real with yourself. You sound defensive. No, I'm defending certain points of view that you don't have because you've never experienced it and if there's anything that i can say about that until you put on a uniform and you go out and defend and help people that hate you and you still do it i would be quiet exactly 833-212-1017 is the number See, now I'm debating, am I going to do top five at five? One thing I want to do, I got to get the Red Cross in to talk about some volunteering and and fire detectors and all that. Y'all got to be careful. A four-year-old died in a fire today. And I'm, I'm kind of taken, I'm, I'm kind of taken aback by that. There is absolutely no reason. I understand it happens. Let me, let me rephrase that. We should be very careful this time of season with heaters, stoves, gas. Be careful. We have to be careful. There are some things that are going on in this season that you have to be careful. It's winter months. It's cold outside. Some of the homes are still cold. People are trying to not burn as much gas. And they're trying to save. They're putting in wood stoves and all sorts of things and using 
fireplaces they haven't used in years that they haven't had checked. You're not supposed to use an extension cord for a portable heater. Sometimes people use them outside. A lot of fires, most fires in the winter are human error. Have a working carbon monoxide detector. Smoke detectors on every floor, anywhere you sleep. There are, there are a lot of things that we have to be doing to keep safe. So, we got sports, we got traffic, we got weather, we got all sorts of stuff coming up, and then we'll do my top five at five. If I can stop answering all the um, talking text lines. But I can't help it. LT said the homicide rate is barely being talked about in comparison to the Waukesha Parade murders because the perception, be it true or not, is how and why the Milwaukee homicide victims were killed. The perception may be it true or not. Well, let me rephrase. The perception, be it true or not, is that the Milwaukee victims were probably doing something they weren't supposed to be doing or, say, the majority of them. The Waukesha grannies were mowed down by a black man while marching in a Christmas parade along with the child. You know that's going to win out every time because of the sensationalism. Like I said, be it true or not. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. That's the part of that song I disagree with. People run when they're scared of the police. Just because you run doesn't mean you're guilty. 833-212-1017 is the number. Number five. The man charged in the Brownstone Social Lounge homicide pleads 
not guilty. The man charged with firing a gun into the Milwaukee bar last Friday is pleading not guilty. 25-year-old Jordan Tate is accused of shooting into the Brownstone Social Lounge after he was not allowed in because he wasn't old enough. He had to be at least 27 to enter. When Tate was denied entry, he allegedly started shooting. 31-year-old Crystal Tucker was killed while working the front door. Two other employees were shot and survived. And today he pled not guilty to three felony counts. First degree reckless homicide is included in those charges. Number four. A Milwaukee woman was shot and killed Monday morning. That's this morning when a 10-year-old playing with a gun, it discharged and struck her. They've got no arrests in the case. Um, 10-year-olds cannot be arrested in the state of Wisconsin. So my assumption, somebody will file a CHIPS petition, take the kid into custody. Um, And I mean custody as in custody of the state or if there's a family member someone it's it's that's very unfortunate that is that's that's a tough one that is a tough one number three the city of waukesha will be holding a ceremony for the one-year remembrance of the christmas parade tragedy that was held today about an hour ago at the les paul performance center in Cutler Park. Several notable people will, will spoke at the ceremony, including Mayor Sean Riley, Governor Evers, uh, Fire Chief Howard, Police Chief Thompson, uh, Father Patrick Hepp, and Carmen de la Paz. So, we knew that was coming. Number two. In a story that's unrelated, The mother of a 20-year-old, Quentin Simon, has been arrested. This is in Chatham County Police Department. Let me see the city. Let me see the city. Did they even give the city? All right. See, that's what I get for reading the story and then not checking it out. So now, let me do this. Before I go into the story, I want to make sure I know where this is from. And it looks like Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. The mother of a 20-year-old, Quentin Simon, has been arrested in connection to his disappearance and death, says the Chatham County Police via CNN. They arrested a 22-year-old, Leilani Simon, and charged her with murder in connection with the disappearance and death of her 20-year-old son, Quentin Simon. Leilani reported her son missing from their home October 5th. CNN previously reported she told authorities she last saw him in his playpen around 6 a.m., Reported missing more than three hours later. She's been in custody and no other arrests are expected in the case. It's unknown if she has a lawyer and they're deeply saddened by the case and that they're thankful that they're one step closer to justice for little Quentin. Interesting. And I guess let's go with it. Number one. This is for all the people who were complaining that I was being, what's the word? They said that I sounded defensive. Well, let's talk about Uruj Rahman. CNN reports a U.S. district judge has sentenced a former lawyer to 15 months in prison after she made a Molotov cocktail 
and threw it at an empty New York Police Department vehicle during the anti-Brooklyn police brutality protests in 2020. Uroj Raman, R-A-H-M-A-N, 34, was sentenced Friday by Judge Brian Coogan after pleading guilty to one charge related to the incident in October 2021. Raman was indicted in June of 2020, along with Collinford Mattis, 36, on seven federal charges, including use of an explosive, arson, use, using an explosive to commit a felony, arson, conspiracy, use of a destructive device, civil disorder, possessing and making a destructive device. These are all according to records. Mattis pled guilty and will be sentenced in December. They were taking part in protests in Brooklyn in May 2020 after the killing of George Floyd, federal prosecutors said, and the death of Floyd, an unarmed and hung handcuffed man. We know what that what happened there in Minnesota. There were de- demonstrations nationwide over the use of force. The incident triggered nights of protests and violence. And at the Brooklyn protest, Robin approached an empty NYPD vehicle that had already been broken into at a broken window, tossed a makeshift explosive device inside. A witness says she attempted to distribute Molotov cocktails to other other individuals and to incite them to use them in the course of the protest. She then fled the scene in a van driven by Mattis. Police stopped the vehicle and found precursor items to build explosives, including a lighter a Bud Light bottle filled with toilet paper, and a gasoline tank. It has drawn attention not only because of the severity of the allegation, but due to the characteristics of the two defendants. The pair, former lawyers, attended top-tier schools. Fordham Law School, New York University Law School, after graduating from Princeton University, backgrounds that indicate They're devoted to their families and communities while lighting fires and burning stuff. So Mattis, who was black, was raised and at the the time of the protests lived in East New York, where he was a member of his local community board, cared for three foster children, two of whom he was in the process of adopting. Don't think that's going to go through your lawyer. So now you've both been fired from your jobs. You'll you'll be disbarred or at least given, you know, a suspension for a significant amount of time. I don't get it. I don't get it. Is there that much hatred in the world? But I also get it because some cops do stupid stuff. But I don't think anybody deserves a Molotov cocktail thrown and burning stuff. And that's a little beyond the pale. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. More of the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is the Truth in the Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. What? 
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. As we wind down, we want you to know about Black Friday, but the Truth and Associated Bank wants to encourage you to support Black-owned businesses for Small Business Saturday on November 26th. So together, we're committed to uplifting local organizations, supporting Black-owned businesses. That is why you need to celebrate Small Business Saturday. Got it? The Truth and Associated Bank will highlight five locally owned black businesses November 27th through the 23rd on social media and here on the air. Whatever your financial needs are, Associated Bank can help member FDIC. I got to go shopping Saturday. I don't know if I'm going Saturday or Friday. I don't know. Friday going to be a zoo. Everybody, their mama, their kids, their grandparents. You go on Thursday morning. Ain't nothing opening Thursday morning. The, the, a lot of the stores decided they're not opening. Were they open on, like, <laughs> really? Wow. Hey, dude, you better get some cash cards and say, here you go. $20, $20, $20. Can't do nothing with $20. You can't even get a cup of coffee for $20. Could I have a cup of coffee? Uh, that'll be $18.50. What? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I looked up those lawyers, um, attorney regulators in New York last week disbarred those two lawyers who pled guilty. The one I just talked about throwing the Molotov cocktails, um, Collinford Mattis and Uruj Rahman qualified for automatic disbarment. When they threw it, their law careers went up in smoke with the car. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that was a crude joke. That was a crude joke. Rahman represented tenants in the Bronx as a public interest lawyer. Mattis worked as an associate at law firm prior Cashman, but was furloughed in April 2020 due to COVID. And the firm suspended him after his arrest. And now he's no longer a lawyer, so he can, you know. Yeah, that's that. There are some interesting stories. See, I don't understand how stories get buried. I don't know if, do you trust the media enough to receive, like, when I was learning communications in school, one of the most interesting terms that I learned was gatekeeping. And I thought gatekeeping was cool, right? You get the story, and then you listen to it, then you read it, and let's, let's, let's take... Um, Let's take a local TV station that's a network affiliate, right? Fox 6, um, WISN, CBS 58. Let's, let's take CBS 58. So CBS 58 does stories all day. And every affiliate is said to have to send stories to the network. Stories they think might make the national news, right? So you have the reporter do a stand-up, you know, so-and-so, 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 I'm DZ from WGKB, right? And they take it and they send it to the network. And the network then has to sit there and siphon through hundreds of stories from all of the affiliates all over the country, all over the world, to say, these are the stories we're going to do today. Sometimes some stories make it, sometimes some stories don't. The person that does that, that producer 
is a gatekeeper. They decide what news is important for people and what news is not. So I'm flipping through the news today and I come across a story that says American airline lawyers after a $1 antitrust win seek very substantial fees. American Airlines Group is vying to recoup more than a decade of substantial legal fees from Sabre Corporation after winning a $1 antitrust verdict at a trial this past May against the flight booking service. Now, lawyers argued that the Texas air-based carrier should be awarded fees after 11 years of litigation. 11 years. Now, here's the problem with this. This law firm bills, you ready, DZ? $1,200 an hour. So, the average compensation for partners at the 700 lawyer O'Melveny law firm is $2.6 million. So if you were stupid enough to sue somebody for a dollar thinking it wouldn't go through and then it went through, you're on your own. So Southland, Texas-based Sabre, is the country's largest owner and operator of a network that travel agents use to search and book flights listed by airlines. And, well, they got sued and they lost. But they only had to pay a dollar. So who do you blame? American Airlines? I'm sorry. Do, do you blame the lawyers? Like, do you blame American Airlines? Like, who, who are you? Sorry, I got to side with Sabre. But I don't know. 833-212-1017. Who would you side with? If you sued somebody in a lawsuit and only sued them for a dollar and you won, and it costs you $1,200 an hour for lawyers over the course of 11 years, how's that my fault? Why should I have to pay you? You were idiotic to, enough to do it for a dollar. You should have thought about that. And then the fact that you're not getting the publicity that you thought, because I found this story on Reuters buried in a, in a little, like, itty-bitty line. That's it. Like, that's it. So, I know I know when I sue DZ, it's going to be for more than a dollar. It's going to be like $5. But it's going to be more than a dollar. And for me to, well, look at this. How much does it cost to actually file a lawsuit? That's a good question. How much does it cost? To file a lawsuit in federal court. Huh? Wow. They have a federal claims fee schedule. Filing a civil action or proceeding costs $350. So you pay $350 and you sue somebody for a dollar. If you took it to the Supreme Court, it's only $300. 
personal check, <laughs> cashier's check, money order, or certified check made out to clerk of the U.S. Supreme Court. Do not send cash. I'm, can you imagine somebody taking cash to the Supreme Court? Excuse me, Your Honor. And they're reaching in their shirt, bringing out all these bills. Can I count them out in ones? Doesn't make any sense to me. So you actually sued somebody for a dollar. It costs you $350 to actually file the lawsuit. And you bill at $1,200 an hour over 11 years. And then you turn around and you want fees? Well, that was dumb on your part. That was dumb on your fault. (laughs) Talking Texas on LT said, a little perspective on how the news treated the Milwaukee homicide rate. They gave more coverage to the Taylor Swift ticket. Can you, DZ, can you explain to me what the the Taylor Swift ticket issue was? Because I don't really, I don't really understand what it is. I don't, I don't really no, I can't because I don't care about that stuff. Okay, I all right. All right. I, was, I was just wondering because you know I was like, does anybody really care? So many people signed up for it. We're just oh my gosh, it's so terrible. So many people signed up for the Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. Now poor little you know Ticketmaster had to shut down. Okay. Why do we need to know that? But Wayne made a good point. American Airlines has lawyers on staff. But you sued them for a dollar. That's just dumb. Well, stupid is as stupid does. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Tory Lowe's show is up next. I'll be hitting about, I don't know, midnight or so, and then back again at 5 o'clock, right before the Wisconsin Broadcasting Association award-winning morning show. Number one morning show. In the state of Wisconsin. MK in the morning. Or is it truth in the morning? I forget which one it is. <laughs> if I can tell you the look he just gave me. Nah, I'm just kidding. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Say thank you to DZ. Thank you to everybody. Sitting in, hanging out, doing great things. If I don't talk to you, but I'll be here through Wednesday. So make sure you uh, hang out. We got a short week. But we got the best of rolling, and I'll see you on tomorrow. God bless. Take care. See you in 22 hours.